Hello and welcome to Fake Movie Experts, the movie podcast that breaks down a movie franchise one movie at a time. We are currently doing the Mission Impossible franchises. We're going to be talking about Mission Impossible 2. I'm your host, Joseph Alasso. I'm alongside with the man that picked the franchise, Ricky Marcelli. I don't know how to feel when the best thing coming from a movie is the um, Limp Biscuit theme song. What? Because bow, bow, bow. that song yeah. fucking slaps, boys. Like that yeah. song was fucking good. This movie, <laughs> on the other hand, side one, track one of the soundtrack. Limp Biscuit. <laughs> the the only time, Keith, my limp to my biscuit, Keith Swetland. Oh my god, he gave a nice compliment to you. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna enjoy this for a second. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Boy, those sunglasses were dead dumb. <laughs> Dude, could this movie have been more early noughties, like late 90s type fucking awful? Like, God, it was so ugly, but only because of what people were wearing. There was like this 18 month period where the things were just bad, apparently. And you just had penis haircuts. Everyone had penis haircuts. (laughs) Well, Mission Impossible 2 came out May 24th, 2000. Runtime of two hours, three minutes. Directed by... John Woo. Uh, he's directed movies such as 1993's Hard Target. Target. It is a John claude Van Damme movie. 1996's Broken Arrow. 1997's Face Off. Then 2002's Wind Talkers. And 2003's Paycheck. He's done more, but there's the more notable names. I thought he had a bigger hard-hitting background. Uh, most of, well, I mean, besides those, I mean, he's had some big movies in the States, but his like big name came from doing the con- the uh, gun foo stuff and a Kong. better tomorrow, hard yeah. boiled. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I mean, what face offs, maybe the biggest one there? face off. Yeah. I mean, I would say wind talkers is probably the biggest one. That's like a pretty big film. It sucked, though. <laughs> Rude. Um, <laughs> Confirmed that, Keith Cage natives. One? Yeah, Nick Cage is in Face Off. No, the and Wind Talkers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got that woo. Maybe like he's got that woo filter. That's why I think it sucks. <laughs> Not enough birds in Wind Talkers yeah. for Keith. Oh, there's probably I guarantee you there's probably birds in it. Hmm. Uh, movie once again stars Tom Cruise. Vin Rames uh, also brings in Thandie Newton, Doug Ree Scott, Brendan Gleeson. Um, Thandy, huh? Thandy, that's all I'm saying. Thandy, yeah. I think I think the W silence. That's why I went with it. No, that only in only in Hollywood people have those fake ass names. Yeah, Keith. Only in Hollywood. <laughs> Holly weird, uh, huh? Am I right? Keith only believes in names like Keith and Steve. Yep. Yeah, if you have more than two syllables, get out of here. Keith doesn't believe in my last name. <laughs> this really upsets me. <laughs> Fucking Keith, Italians. Keith has he Keith has your uh, name written down in paper every day, and he just looks in the mirror and crumples it. <laughs> he does clap along with the syllables like they teach you in elementary school. It's like four <laughs> syllables. <laughs> my ass. <laughs> Well, guys, what did you guys think of Mission Impossible 2 this uh, this time around? 
it, it's you didn't ask our backgrounds. Well, you can do your backgrounds. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. It, it's it's part of the whole thing. There. Okay. I like wasn't not enjoying the movie for like the first probably good 80 minutes i thought it was okay holy shit is that final 20 minutes just hot utter garbage like for most of the movie i was at like a two and a half let's just say folks i did not end at a two and a half three and a half we got it that final 20 minutes is just so nonsensically bad and like that's on top of already like really bad cinematography through the film of just like weird slow-mos and like zoom-ins. And like almost all of my complaints about this film are like cinematography based or like just the action choices based. I didn't really have any complaints about the acting. I think the story's fine. There wasn't enough cool spy shit about it. Well, yeah, it's just it's not great. It's very John Woo just using birds that just happened to be at the place he was becoming such a central point of his fucking movie is still hilarious to me. So yeah, John Woo, that was a choice that they went with for Mission Impossible 2. But hey, Limp Biscuit. Keith? Yeah, I think I'd, I'm proud to say that I liked the Limp Biscuit when it came out and I was I, I like it now. So Limp Biscuit was still good. An observation I'm pretty proud of that I thought of just like before recording here is that they uh they do the ring around the rosy scene in it and it's the most like silly thing in the world because the movie is clearly so proud of itself for that like parallel between like that like edgelord middle school shit of like yo you know that song is like actually about the black plague <laughs> it's like this they're so they think they're so smart and it's like this like middle schoolers observation that they turn into this like very serious like very serious scene with like the the whatever the doctor guy like imagining this and it was very very funny but no this i, I guess yeah sorry i got a little side sidetrack there but yeah um, i was just asking what you thought of the movie you know i don't know no, what, I was, what that, that ramble one, that kind was, of sums uh, up my thought though the movie got is, real in depth yeah the movie's very full of itself <laughs> yeah but um no, it's very, very close to me to bad good. Because I was, like, belly laughing at some parts of this movie. Just, like, with the the camera shots. They did, like, the, they the zoom in on the things that he shoots at the end, at the, that dumb action scene at the end. And then just, like, some of the, the way people talk and, like, the things that happen. It's so close to being funny. So it was... If they would have pushed it a little further, it would have been be better. But, yeah, I don't know. It... It mostly sucked. It was hard to get through. There it is. I also have an <laughs> argument that big blockbusters can't be bad good. Like, I don't think something that spins 150 <laughs> or whatever this movie ends up spinning should ever get to be called bad good when their intention was in no way, shape, or form to ever end up there. That makes it funnier to me, though. Because if it's like, if it lands that poorly, that it ends in that category for my brain, then that's funny. Ah, but see, to me, that's like you have failed so miserably <laughs> yeah. that I'm not going to give you this benefit of having enjoyed you. <laughs> but I'm also very anti-meme culture and that type of like allowing big blo blockbusters to be funny through being bad is very meme culture. <laughs> uh, 
this what is the only Mission Impossible Joe has ever yeah. seen before exactly. we started this. Going into this, this was the only movie. This old I've hat. Seen. You've, you've seen it all. You knew it all. <laughs> I knew it all, word for word. Um, you know that scene, this line. I knew it. I knew it was going to happen. Did yeah, I don't stick re- out? No, remember? I don't remember a damn thing about. <laughs> I'm actually pretty only- proud of you for not like your like this movie was so bad to you that your like photographic memory when it comes to movies blocked <laughs> yep. this out. Yeah, it's like you. we're it not like, going. No, to do no, this. Joe. You don't need to remember this one. Yeah, I don't remember. Like, the only thing, like, I do remember is, you know, the rock climbing scene. And that's just because of. Well, because it was sick. It was sick. (laughs) But also because of the MTV Ben Stiller spoof of him being uh, Tom Cruise's stunt double. Um, That was a weird period of time when Ben Stiller was considered hot. He is muscular and he's he's that weird muscular. There was like that peak time when that God, remember when the MTV movie awards and music awards slapped? Yes. That was a good time in life. Maybe they're good now. No, no. They they were going they were going to have Drew Barrymore as the host and they put it on they put the MTV That seems like a big big name for them. It's it's movies and TV now awards. So it's also Keith, is it is Drew Barrymore in twenty twenty three a big name for them? For MTV, yeah. Keith, she has a daytime talk show. It's That's good. not even that popular, <laughs> but um, but they play it on every channel now, like VH1, MTV, uh, like four different channels. It's on, um, but no, I only re- only thing I really remember from this movie was the rock climbing scene. Oh, also, this movie's weird, absolute hatred for women was like very jarring. <laughs> So let's get into this movie. Rick, give us the plot to Mission Impossible 2. Boys, girls, non-binary, and everyone in between, please gather around for the reading of the plot to Mission Impossible 2. When a mission goes sideways, leading to the death of a friend, Ethan Hunt is brought in to help track down a rogue spy and figure out what he has gotten away with. Tangled up with the target, with his target's former lover, Ethan must now figure out how to save the world from a deadly super virus while also saving the girl. Can Ethan complete his Mission Impossible? Why did John Woo have such a hard-on for slow-mo and zoom-ins? Can someone get all these damn pigeons out of here? Find out if this is accomplished in Mission Impossible 2. So I will begin the uh, lore here. That... (laughs) uh, John Woo's first cut of the movie clocked in at three hour, three and a half hours. Give me the John Woo cut. Let me suffer. Uh, Paramount Pictures balked at the length and told him the final length could not exceed two hours. This is why there are so many <laughs> plot holes and continuous errors in this movie. It's probably a good call on Paramount Plus, though. I don't think anyone needs a three plus hour Mission Impossible movie. Well, um, I don't care. I don't care about the plot holes in this. Like that's not what bugged me about this movie. It was the plot holes. I don't care. I also don't think. Like, I mean, nothing was jumped out to me about the yeah. plot of the movie. That was the problem. <laughs> that's so funny. It got to a point that, uh, um, John Woo found himself locked out of the editing room by one Tom Cruise as Tom Cruise took ownership of, to f- the final cut. Damn, I'm probably picturing one of those like. Those like hidden audio recorder screaming cuts thing of Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stay out, John. 
the only movie that John Woo really does that's a big Hollywood movie after this is Wind Talkers, which he was probably already like had an agreement to do while doing Mission Impossible. Do you think Tom Cruise got John Woo blackballed because of how bad MI2 was? Dude, I'm telling you, Xenu's real, man. <laughs> I'm now fully bought into the um, rumor that I am now creating that fucking Tom Cruise had John Woo blackballed for how bad MI2 is. I'll take that. <laughs> uh, production was heavily delayed because Tom Cruise was shooting Eyes Wide Shut yeah. for over a year. It was yeah. This movie was slated to be, begin filming in the mid-1997, but it end, it would be start filming in 99, as Cruise spent the entirety of 97 and a chunk of 98 working on Eyes Wide Shut. Funny enough, most of the movie was done. He just really wanted to get the sex scene right. Yeah, yeah. Stanley, get a little closer. <laughs> really, but Tom, this isn't a hard triple X film. I think we should go for the under the ball shot. Uh, uh, this movie initially was going to be radar, but was re-rated to PG thirteen after many of the action scenes were cut and the violence was trimmed down considerably. What fucking film never... did John Woo think he was making? You won't catch me saying this often, but like. Mission Impossible like thrives at PG thirteen. <laughs> it's like it's like that style of action and level of like blood and killing works really well for it. Is it gives it room for that like silly like sort of fantasy? Like mm-hmm. you, you don't need to see blood splatter on the damn wall and like bodies hitting the floor. Like that doesn't yeah. help. Yeah, I mean, if anything, like the whole point of Mission Impossible is that there's not really supposed to be the over the top gunfights. Like it's supposed to be more like espionage and like. <laughs> cool set events of climbing buildings or fucking riding planes on the outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, speaking of over-the-top gunfights, like... have, have, have you guys been practicing your sand kicks lately? Oh my god, how does the gun <laughs> fly in the air from that? that it made... was me. Dude, me. Zinu, man. Zinu. There's so many things that were so like the gunfire where people would be shooting from like down below structures, but then somehow the bullets were landing on top of the structures. <laughs> I'm like, well, and, that makes no sense, John well, Woo. And when the the bad when he when Tom Cruise did the sand kick, the bad guy had like a full ass three seconds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just pointing yeah. the gun right at him. <laughs> or he could have just shot Tom Cruise in the back and never said fucking anything to him. Yep, <laughs> it's so funny. But no, we had to do the thing. Um, the famous rock climbing sequence was filmed in Dead Horse Point in Utah. Tom Cruise was on cables, which was digitally removed. Um. He wanted to do the stunt himself, but you know, John Woo stepped in because he was scared that each time, but Tom insisted on doing it. It was weird seeing Tom Cruise do a big time stunt and have it be so green screened. Like it was jarring seeing him drop down like that and it being green screened. Yeah, it was most of that scene, most of that was pretty good, except when he does that like silly turnaround thing that's unnecessary. Like most of that part, I thought looked all right, except for a couple of moments. <laughs> it's just like the straight like dropping part where like it would zoom mm-hmm. in on his face, and you're just like, well, he's clearly just in a room, and you're making it look like he's falling. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the car chase stuff looked really bad too. When he was chasing, God, that whole fucking why would fucking Ethan Hunt, like a world renowned, well, not world renowned because he's supposed to be a spy, but like this like do anything for man and country spy balk at sending this woman in to get information like it made absolutely no sense 
Because he was horny. <laughs> yeah, like Keith sent me a text, and he's like, "The first thirty minutes of this movie is so, so horny." Well, I get it. She's kind of hot, but like, but like he, he like instantly falls in love with her, like instantly, mm-hmm. to the point like it, it just blew my mind on like oh like because comparing him from the first movie, you know. How do I want to put it? Like he didn't have a love interest, but like he did bang John Voight's wife. Well, that wasn't really but, a love interest. I know, but I'm saying, did he actually bang him? Like it seemed really inferred, but never like confirmed to me. I thought in the first one, yes, because John Voight's like, don't touch the, you know, never bang another man's wife or something, and then that's. <laughs> Yeah, that line's right from that movie. That checks out. <laughs> Never bang another man's wife. I think so. Yeah. Dude, why the fuck was Anthony Hopkins in this movie? What the fuck was the point of Anthony Hopkins in this movie? <laughs> Talk about phoning it in. <laughs> yeah. He's like, even, even he was like, why the fuck am I in this movie? I just got two scenes, right? All right, cool. I, I'm, I'm out. Um, when was when did Hannibal... Yeah, this is... I'm doing some... I Hopkins. got you. I mean, this I is when did Hannibal come the out? Lambs, right? Well, no, way. Um, this is way after lambs. Silence. This is yeah. around Hannibal, and he's Hannibal came out in one. Okay, probably filming same time. Yeah, probably. God damn, he just like you have fucking goddamn Anthony Hopkins in this film, and he's just like ah fucking I don't know Ethan, go we, do this we, shit. We update in the tech in this one. In the first movie, it's, you know, hey, what type of movie do you want to watch? This one, it's, all right, Tom, put these glasses on, and then you have, you know, they're going to explode if you uh, accept or not accept this mission. Dude, how many agents do you think didn't, like, make their decision fast enough, and the glasses explode on their face and killed them? Like, there's at at least one, right? At least one guy who's, like, the new guy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The fa- like face implodes like a uh, Doctor Strange multiverse type thing. Like, oh god, what happened? That's like a Mortal like, Kombat fatality. Because yeah. like, maybe like they shouldn't explode. Maybe they should just like like delete themselves. Like, why are we exploding them? Because they had to kick off the limp biscuit. Yeah. Um. <laughs> like he he instantly falls in love with her. The scene that like, well, one of the scenes like I despise, and you can just t- clearly tell the bad CGI. Is them looking at each other in like the dance room, like when the the people are oh. dancing, and like you can totally see that there's CGI behind in front of a green screen to walk as they're walking to see each other. I don't even know and if that's like green screen or if it's just like layered images. So like they shot that at a different time and then just layered it over the top of a different shot. It could be because like the people behind like say Tom Cruise are fuzzy and it's just like why are they fuzzy when it's like a nineteen seventies type way of shooting of like ah yeah. we'll just take these two things we have and put it over the top of each other. What it reminded me of uh was Back to the Future Two when Marty sees his son and they're they're face to face and you just know there's a line down the middle and it's just like oh there's you know you can see when they shot it. Also, what the fuck happened to Tom Cruise in four years? That dude looks so young and vibrant in MI1. He looks fucking like he's been on a bender for three years. I think it's like exclusively the haircut. He couldn't open his eyes. He couldn't open his eyes for a year. So, you know, that that would make some guys go crazy. Yeah. Well, okay. We're back to the, the, like the, when he goes and finds what's her name, Thandy, the Dan, the, the thief lady. Yeah, like that 
part of the movie, like, yeah, the visuals were kind of wonky at that part, but like the movie was moving along at a pace I enjoyed right there. Like I liked the energy of him, like, all right, we're gonna, we're gonna go find this thief. I'm gonna like out out thief her because I'm Ethan Hunt. And like they like they did that thing where they showed how competent he was. And I I always think that's kind of fun. So like that that part of the movie I enjoyed. This as far as like like the pacing and like, oh yeah, this is like good energy. And then there was that was horny too, and that like added to the energy. For me, so the like, movie is fine up till after the point where the crazy psycho spy uses the Ethan Hunt mask again to trick Lady into thinking like he's Ethan Hunt. <laughs> I think the movie is fine up to that point, and then it starts to go off the rails after that point. And that, also, I remember like as a kid thinking this movie like was super confusing and made no sense. And then now I'm just like, this um, is yeah. the most dumb, like straightforward, basic bitch shit ever. Simple. Well, it's simple. They fucking whoever was writing this movie just like Googled Greek mythology or probably at that point, like Alta Vista Greek mythology and picked out like two things they yeah, like. They netscaped, Keith. They yeah. Netscaped. <laughs> and it was like, oh, just like the. Like it goes along with the the ring around the rosy thing. Everything's so like, like base basic. Like Mission Impossible is supposed to be kind of sneaky and smart, or not smart, but make you think you're smart. That's what Mission Impossible is supposed to do. And this movie just it comes off as like a dumb guy at a party with a soul patch talking to you about like, like just some level of clever yeah. in it would have been nice. <laughs> like there wasn't even really any gadgets in this one. More masks. Yeah, a lot of masks. Way over the top with the masks. I I I I will say I did like the um the scene of Tom Cruise trying to recruit Naya, that's her name. The the Thanks. scene of like hit yeah. The like scene of him setting off the alarm and then the guy comes in and he's like, you know, this is blah blah blah, the head of my security for this and yeah, I I like that just because it's just like he planned ahead already. Some like, or somehow he's already in the mm-hmm. in the. Also, know. I need some explanation as to how she put that giant ass fucking necklace down her cleavage, and yet no part of her dress looked different after doing so. <laughs> but that, they didn't I, just like fall through her dress. <laughs> yeah, like what the fuck? That was so stupid. It's just like you know, ladies just put things in their tits, and that it just mysteriously disappears. It's called science. God, this movie straight up hated women and even had two <laughs> lines in it where they hate like the Anthony Hopkins line of like women are just good for like fucking cheating and lying or are fucking and lying or something. Oh, that yeah, that, that line was funny. And then was... whatever that's the crazy dude said that was like super women hating too, where it's just like, what the fuck? Why does this movie this movie hate women? And yo, how about the bad guy's accent? Right. That was silly. Is that as silly to y'all as was to me? I, what was it like what Fake. was his accent nonsense it was a made-up weird-ass east european cocktail what, was what's it? even weirder about that is that he's american or like he works for the uh, he worked for imf i'm looking up i kept uh, on i was a, i was loling and rofling at that accent he 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 the actor was born in scotland like, and then that... he tried to okay, so he was doing like Scottish Ukrainian, but from like Virginia. <laughs> he tried to oomph the oomph the saying, you know, his uh trying to zhuzh it up. <laughs> Excuse me, what was that? Was, was it a dough? Uh, no, like what? <laughs> yeah, a baking powder? Excuse me. <laughs> um, nice. 
the the Anthony Hopkins character was the mission commander Swanbeck was originally offered to Sir Ian McKellen. Um, insert old guy like that part. That yeah. role was so useless. <laughs> McKellen was unable to accept the role due to prior theater engagement in London. Um, and McKellen would work on a film because he's like, Nah, dog, I got sweet London theater oh, gigs to do. However, yeah, if he, if he did accept it. It would have cost him Gandalf in the Lord yeah. of the Rings movies. Oh, yeah, probably made the right call then. Because uh, our uh, Keith's new favorite actor, the Scotland guy, he got hurt while filming the motorbike scene. So he was originally was going to be Logan and Wolverine in X-Men. He he had it. He had the role, but he got hurt, and then it went to Hugh Jackman. He was forced to drop out. He had the role. Hugh Jackman. Be, I'll bet there wouldn't have been like a Days of Future Past. I'll bet there wouldn't have been a past day. That would have been interesting. <laughs> so Wolverine was the star for like Mission four Impossible movies. Two. Just became the most important film in comic history somehow. <laughs> Thanks, Woo. <laughs> Thanks for shooting a really stupid, shitty bicycle chase scene that made no sense, leading to your actor getting hurt. And it was like the they were doing this thing where it's like, oh, they're like the motorcycles represent the dance between the players and the plot, and it's like, now nah, fuck you. <laughs> also, I loved how they just kind of randomly decided when like bullets meant nothing and when they were important. Mm-hmm. Like he shot up Ethan Hunt's motorcycle like seven times, and the motorcycle's just like, I'm fine, dog. The one CG moment that made me pop that was like, oh, come on, was the when the like Tom Cruise goes and jumps onto the bridge. Mm, yeah. On the, on the motorcycle. Yeah. That's the part that I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. Like the motorcycle was just like gliding to the ground. Yeah. Like not much else bugged me a ton, but that part just made my stomach turn a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and so. Dude, ahead, the Rick. fucking stormtroopers think the henchmen in this film are bad at shooting. Hey, hey. Um, <laughs> poor Vin Rames got shot around so many times and even apparently got so close to being shot, it just hurt his jacket, but never actually physically got shot. Okay, the joke where he's wearing nice shoes in the desert was good. I like that one. Dude, they did Vin Rames dirty in this film, though. He was like so like <laughs> cool in the first one. He just was kind of yeah. lame in this one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, you brought the motorcycle, so stunts, Tom Cruise and John Woo clashed over some of the stunts that as Woo wanted stunt doubles as Cruise was adamant about doing them. He told Woo that he didn't like cheating and it was too easy to spot when the actor's being doubled because of body movement, timing, etc. It didn't help that Woo is afraid of height. So, um, I don't know why that's not end of the line, but okay. But yeah, so Tom did a lot of this. Just throwing shade yeah, at like, I'm for like, no reason. Yeah. Weird Bitch. article. Tom yeah, Cruise I don't know. Ro- I, I might be team I might be team Wu on this one. <laughs> uh Tom Cruise rode the Merce motorcycle through the fire without use of flame protection gear or or gel. Oh, okay, that's, that's pretty fucking stupid. Tom Cruise lied to the movie's insurance agent saying that he would be letting the stunt crew handle all of his major action set pieces. In reality, Tom did 95% of his own stunts. This is why he's saving movie theaters. <laughs> blatantly I, lies. He's dude, out dude, here I, dying for us. Don't, dude, like I in, won't lie. Go ahead, Keith. 
I was say in in the next in two Mission Impossible movies from now, he's gonna like free fall from space or something, and then like a oh, parachute's not gonna open, and we're not gonna have Tom Cruise anymore. I did. <laughs> I, I will. I I will say something about this. The newest movie coming out. I saw like a behind the thing things about the movie, and I was like. You want the bike fucking... jump bit? Was it the bike jump bit? No, no, it's for oh. the the newest one. Like, um, I know the, yeah, yeah, the bike jump. Not bit. not the bike jumping, oh, a okay. whole different stunt. Yeah, okay. and I'm like, dude's gonna kill himself. Like, <laughs> like, dude's bonkers for what like the stunt that he performs. So, um, but yeah, you know, in this. I like the first movie is more about the spy s you know aspect of the movie of being okay trying to find this do that be secret about it. This one is just let's full on action movie this by having um the shootouts motorcycle fights um they even they did the scene that we loved in the first one the the drop from the ceiling but let's take it up a level. By have them drop from a helicopter, and yet it makes it worse. Oh, through somehow. the through the levers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I'm like you're really just doing this all over again, but just one upping it that are only open very specifically for forty seconds. There's a lot of random like time frames put on things in this movie. It's like <laughs> Ethan, we're gonna lose communication with you for eight minutes. Mm-hmm. Like what? Hours. Because of because a generator? Yeah. We're gonna lose you. Okay. Um it's like you have a satellite I, that can pinpoint someone with a fucking laptop from anywhere, but you fucking <laughs> lose communication for eight minutes because of a generator. Yep. Uh because of huge back end deals, Tom Cruise was forced to pay the production overruns out of his own pocket. Don't worry about that. As percentage deals on profits, royalties, and merchandise. Uh, it's rumored that Tom Cruise was paid an unprecedented uh, a about around seventy five million Holy for this movie. Fuck. So, um, I wonder how much of that went to Zeno. Well, apparently it's real. <laughs> so you, yeah, you got to pay this. You got to pay the toll. I'll pay, pay the Zeno. toll. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh yeah, flying pigeons. There it is. And then the two doves. Don't forget that there were doves as well. Yeah, this movie went forty days over schedule. Holy fuck! Your Mission Impossible too, bro. Eyes wide shut took a prominent role that one. Um. Tom Cruise personally contributed the scene in which Ethan uh, and I catch each other's eyes across the room. <laughs> they want to perform simple. Oh, they want to make the or the way he contributed is he wanted to perform as a simple boy meets girl sequence. So that's why they instantly fell in love. Yeah, Tom Cruise. Uh, Oliver Stone was first director to be attached to this movie. There's no way Oliver um, Stone's doing this movie. But due to scheduling conflicts resulting in Tom Cruise's eyes wide shut thing, that's when John Woo came in play. That's funny. Hey, well, we're I got some uh, speaking like I got some uh, good good stuff for the vibes of this movie. I, I got the, the the OST, got the soundtrack listing here. It sort of captures the mood of a a nineteen ninety nine two thousand production. 
So just starting from the top, Limp Bizkit, Metallica, Rob Zombie, Butthole Surfers, The Pimps, Foo Fighters, Chris Cornell, Godsmack, Uncle Cracker, Book Cherry, Tori Amos, Powderfinger. But yeah, this this movie is like for uh for those of you uh not watching our uh, specific Zoom record here, I made my uh, my my title on this the soul patch of movies. This is truly the soul patch of movies. The cargo pants, the baggy cargo pants of movies. Dude, the fucking like because they didn't have any of that act music in the actual movie. They just had a lot of like fucking shitty butt rock type like overturns of the music. The sound and mood, like just music in the movie, was so fucking garbage. Yeah, my I watched the Paramount one and it didn't didn't look or sound great. Like I don't think that was a Paramount thing. I think that's just the movie. And it's, it's just the movie. <laughs> the fucking guns sounded so fucking loud and just weird. Kind of... <laughs> God, it just it was. From a production standpoint, like, I don't blame any of the actors or anything. I thought everyone acted fine in the film. And, like, the actual, like, script is, like, it's whatever, but it's fine. But, goddamn, John Woo just fucking sucked a huge dick. And the sound people sucked a huge dick. It just <laughs> wasn't a well, like, run movie. Uh, Well, also, um, the during the opening sequence, the, t- the rock climbing, uh, Tom almost fell to his death. Uh, saved himself by grabbing at the camera. So I can't believe someone actually let Tom Cruise fucking free climb to film that scene. That's such an insane aspect of this film. <laughs> it's it's the you Dude, know, that fucking shot though of fucking Tom Cruise facing out at the camera, holding on to that cliff. That's fucking that's sex right there. That's sex yeah, in a film was, scene. Yeah, even though Keith so doesn't like it, it's just that's what the purpose was. Yeah. <laughs> um, in the knife in the eye scene, Tom Cruise insisted that the knife be real. Yeah. Um, and it stopped exactly one quarter uh and a one a quarter inch from his eyeball instead of having someone vaguely sh- near his eye. Um, the knife was connected to the cable that was measured carefully in order to achieve this effect. Uh, and Cruz insisted that uh, Doug Reese Scott use all of his strength into the ensuing struggle. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. Some parts of that fight like looked pretty dope. Some of it. I, guess, I like, don't know the, about that, buddy. The, the knife in the eye part was sick. Oh, that came I, across, I don't know. That felt so over the top to me. That was one of the, like the I'm talking about the bad good parts like that was so over the top that it was like okay <laughs> but this was fun that fight for like two like highly trained spies that are probably trained in multiple ways of how to do hand to hand combat being so fucking just like drunk fucking fighting just felt so stupid like they should have been like the samurai thing where one of them like lost at the beginning or something and they didn't know it. Like they got stabbed in some crucial spot or something because they're such experts. Mm-hmm. Like a fight between them would have been over like legitimately in like less than a minute because just one person would have had to fuck up and then it would have been done. Yeah. Uh, and like, well, the whole thing with like him throwing the knife into the ground at his feet instead of just trying to kill him is so fucking like stupid. It's that cliche <laughs> that they do. Like this guy, um, this guy means to hurt the world. <laughs> you kind of got to get yeah. rid of him. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. 
one of the things I think was a letdown in this movie was the the team aspect because you had Ving Rhames. You can do Thandy uh, if you want, but you know she was just there because she's the ex of the bad guy. And then you had the Billy Baird character who's just like, I'm here to be the helicopter f- pilot, and you know, like. I looked in, I'm like, oh, I didn't know who he was going into the movie. I looked him up after, and I still don't know who he is, you know? And then and part of like, my what? head thought this was when fucking Sean from the Dead was introduced, Peg. but I think that might no. be the next one. It's the next one or I the think, fourth one? I think JJ brings him on in the next one, maybe. Uh, how I, I, Looking into the research, it looked like Steve Zahn was going to be was considered for the role. I'm like, that that's fitting for one Steve Zahn, dude. That guy's character was so just like be there to be like over the top stupid, and it was so fucking dumb. Like he didn't get me to laugh once. With like, yeah, he's like, I talk all strange, isn't that funny? This movie was extremely unfunny, also. But like, oh, yeah. it was unfunny when it tried to be funny, and to me, it was very funny when it tried to be serious yeah like <laughs> the only like a scene that i liked that i it's a low compare just because how the first one did did it better they did like the same thing in this one of they kidnap brendan gleason's character and then they drug him and was like dude you're poisoned deuces my dude until you give me all the information i need and then <laughs> i get masks Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, that. Brendan Gleeson's good. So yeah, that if you part... want to see that dude completely shine, though, see that dude in Banshees of Inisherin. Heartbreaking. <laughs> you want to talk about a funny movie that's depressing as all hell? Yeah, can we just change this to the Banshees of Inisherin podcast? Dude, I would episode. love to wax poetically for like an hour about that movie. That was almost. That was almost that was almost twenty that almost took twenty two for me. That movie was like looking back. <laughs> I still don't I think he should have probably won Best Supporting Actor though. I think he should have I don't think fucking what's his name? Colin Farrell had any like <laughs> Colin Farrell to me was not good in that film. Oh, I thought he was spectacular. I thought but Barry Barry Keegan killed it. All the yes, Colonel's Barry Keegan. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Mission Impossible two with the fucking not as good as Banshee's of Inisherin. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Uh, Tom Cruise um, offered the movie to direct uh, from uh, to the original director, but he declined. And then after seeing nice. Face Off, that's when he brought in John Woo. Maybe don't let Tom Cruise pick his director. Um, what else? Um. Yeah, this movie's simple. Like it's these shootouts were boring. the The scene of <laughs> Naya injecting herself with the point, the you know, infection, just I'll like I'll come find you. <laughs> I will come find you. And... I have twenty hours. You live. Literally, <laughs> Tom Cruise is willing to risk a global pandemic just to get his dick wet. Yeah, and then and then like the girl's gonna commit suicide. Like just jump off the. The cliff, and but like, she's going real fucking slow, real about it. slow. God. Like it, it to me, it seemed like what they did was the, the pacing like, was clunky. 
Yeah, they well, yeah. Like they also, dropped I don't think she off. could have gone to those cliffs that quickly. I thought they said they dropped her off there. It would have been exhausting. No, they she dropped her in, off like, in the middle of Sydney. Oh, she's okay. in the middle of Sydney, Keith. They're in Australia for most of the movie. Oh shit, they're in San Francisco. Yeah, good day, mate. Welcome to the, the that the classic San Francisco yeah. accent. Yes, good day, mate. Put some shrimp on the Barbie. Gold Giants, am I right, eh? You know, one down to three come. Why are you now? You're talking about Canadian. I don't know. I, I really also Keith, it really is, impressive. So. You pulled out the three com reference yeah. for a name of a stadium that they don't play in anymore. Isn't yeah. that and that's like its second? That's like after Candlestick. It's yeah, candlestick that was the name after Candlestick. <laughs> that was a very yes. impressive yes. poll for you. I don't. That confused me. I, I, I wish I could do Australian and say three com and it's Australian. Shrimp on the Barbie three com. Shrimp on the three com. Good eye three com. That just sounded like you said come. Three com. Can we just try attempt an t- uh, Australian accent for the next twenty minutes? Good eye, mate. Welcome to the three com <laughs> stadium. Yar. 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 Are they talking about Camara disease? <laughs> hey, matey. Dude, that whole idea of like, we, we injected all the flu viruses together to make super oh, God. flu. It, it's, uh, it's... Go ahead. I was gonna not, say, the, I was not, gonna... not the first Greek story that we all tested, but the third Greek story that we all tested. So that way it sounds like we're being smart. Yeah. Like the, the whole scene of him like shooting his loads of the the virus and then like he stopped at three to have like a remembrance montage i'm like what do you just shoot it just shoot it and then you know also like all you did was destroy the physical things they have they still have all of the information they would need to just mm. make it again yeah but my god uh, it's super flu my god <laughs> the super uh, flu the the car chase that we we talked about how crappy it was was influenced by uh, goldeneye as they did the same thing in goldeneye it ruled in Goldeneye. <laughs> it did. At times, this movie almost feels like a parody of spy, of spy movies instead of actually being a spy movie. Like, some of the ways it goes about things, Borderline felt like an Austin Powers movie comparative yeah. to an actual <laughs> spy movie. It was like John Woo trying to make a spy movie but not knowing how to do it, so he just mm-hmm. was like, I don't know, this seems spy It <laughs> Like, it was bad editing to the point, like, when... Tom escapes the building on the motorcycle and then the other spy gets on the motorcycle. At one moment, I honestly thought he got in a car. Like the bad guy got into a car and then all of a sudden like <laughs> I I thought I saw Tom Cruise on a red motorcycle, but it was the bad guy. I'm like, "Why is Tom on a red one? Wasn't it black?" To the point like it was just bad editing to the point I'm like I was so confused. I'm like, "Which one's Tom and which one's the bad guy? And why is there a bad stunt double?" Also, why is every vehicle in this universe apparently set with C4? Because <laughs> you got to blow yeah. things up, brother. Like when the yeah, car I gets T-boned a... by the truck and just explodes in a fireball. <laughs> I'm like, what? In that back half you're talking about, Rick, where the movie kind of takes a shit. Like, I was having such a problem. Like, is for me, I was like, I was finding my joy, like my personal enjoyment in this movie with the extra bad scenes that were making me laugh like that's where my pleasure was coming from and so like when there wasn't those i was so hard to not not, not like look at my phone or like walk to the kitchen <laughs> like my the watching experience was not fun with this movie so you enjoyed the uh, horse racing scene so fun yeah there was good like 
there was probably five parts in this movie. I, I couldn't name them because I don't care. But like the five parts where I like just like legitimately lol like hard. <laughs> so the like those are those are my stars for this movie. Dude, didn't you love when the world renowned uh, thief didn't remember to put the fucking disc back into the to right pocket, so she put <laughs> yeah. it in the incorrect pocket. Yeah. Oh. The producer watched this with me and she's like, isn't, did she put it in the wrong pocket? I'm like, yep. But they really wanted <laughs> us to know that he, they put it in the wrong pocket by having the bad guy then say it was in his right pocket after they had really hit us in the face with the fact it was in his left pocket. Yeah. And then that's when he puts the mask on. Like, question about masks. It takes once two you, seconds. Once you pull it <laughs> off, is it like you they because they like full on tug it, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. is it not torn? Is it not like stretched out? And how do you have multiple and how do you have multiple Tom Cruise masks? Because you just keep, uh, he likes them, just keep getting them made. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but legitimately they're I mean, they do this better in future films, but they're one use. Like it's just supposed to be like once you because mm-hmm. it's like makeup, it's like very intense makeup being yeah. applied. So when you peel it, it usually peels apart. For this one, they just went with like full-on rubber-looking masks that if someone was wearing would in no way, shape, or form make you think it was someone else. Yeah. The, like... one, the one little action-y bit I did kind of legitimately enjoy with the masks was when, whatever, the whole lead-up was stupid, but like when he, the, the guy with the duct, when he duct-taped his mouth and put the Tom Cruise mask on him, I liked that, and he couldn't talk. I, I, I enjoyed it. I broke it. I broke his jaw. Yeah, yeah, so that's was... why I can't talk. Don't pay attention to that gray part sticking out of his lips, though. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, the, the part leading up to it, I, I just I enjoyed the tension of him being like grilled and him being all stoked and then shooting his ass. Like, dude, he fired a lot of bullets into that yeah. not Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, look, I, I got an idea. I was I'll just re- unload my whole cap on you and see, you know. <laughs> Where also, he wasn't survived? there only one door in or out of that room, and yet Tom Cruise somehow got out of that room without anyone seeing him? What? I didn't think I about there's that. there's two doors. There's two doors. The, <laughs> no, but the other one's like a fucking safe door that definitely was not open. Because didn't they walk in through a hallway? Yeah, the hallway yeah. that was on the other side of the room from where Tom Cruise was. Hey, man, let him shoot, let him shoot his load off, and he'll get it out of it somehow. And why were toxic waste barrels all over that place? And why were toxic waste barrels explosive? So, because, because video games. Science. <laughs> and video games. Hey, man, look at look at GoldenEye. When you, we played GoldenEye, you could blow up boxes and I could kill the you. keyboards explode. You can yeah, get a key, keyboard yeah. and kill you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wait, are you telling me if someone shot my keyboard right now, it wouldn't explode? Eh, yeah. I mean, who, who knows? How old is it? You know, it could be old <laughs> enough to. It, I mean, I, they really made the right call when they switched away from having liquid nitrogen inside of all fucking uh, computer <laughs> keyboards. Yeah, it's it's like the the scene of Tom escaping, and then he sees a, the helicopter, and then like two guys shoot at him, and then he's like, "Go on without me!" and turns oh, around and like, blows up the two gas, you know, the two canisters right there. To that's the zoom in like, part I was laughing out loud at. Yeah, that was like that was Austin Powers right there. Oh no, there's cans! I'll shoot the cans, and the camera <laughs> yeah. zooms in on the cans. <laughs> and it like it doesn't say like explosive or flammable. No, it said toxic waste. I'm like, why did it explode oh, so then? Funny. 
And yeah. Tom Cruise literally judo chops people. I texted that. Yeah, and judo chop. Judo chop. He, he like he runs. He, he's running through the hallway and he like somersault kicks somebody. <laughs> yeah, just the was... silliest action choreography. Like it the was fight's... so ugly too. Like they yeah. just looked bad. Like the cuts they had in it too. Like it was so cut heavy. I, and like I the just... punches they would do were like they were punching each other in the chest. Were so like. Watch me super wind up and slow mo <laughs> punch you in the chest. I will just say this: every director in the franchise has been asked to come back to do the sequel of the mo- of their movies, except John Woo. So damn. I mean, this borderline. I mean, of course not, because Tom Cruise got fucking John Woo blackballed after this. Jo- Tom Cruise <laughs> said John Woo will not act in Hollywood if I have anything to say about it again. Yeah, I think John Woo's in that volcano right now, going up to space. Oh my god, he got Xenu'd? Yeah, he got Xenu'd, dude. Dude. So wait, that does that make us all a little bit John Woo? I don't I don't remember how the lore oh. works precisely. Like, I feel John like I'm Woo a little part. bit cut, rock and roll, so. Sure did there. Well, Keith's a little bit country, and I'm a little yeah. bit peanut butter, and you both are chocolate, so let's make a Reese's. I was going to say, I feel like you're a little volcano and then Rick uh, keeps the country. So you guys get thrown into me to create man? Yep. That's how, Once that's again, how we're fake movie that's experts. How... <laughs> <People> subscribe <laughs> Explaining to fake Scientology. <laughs> that's we are the fake are... Scientologists now. Fake Scientology experts. All Scientologists fake? Yes. And that is how man was born. Except for Tom Cruise. Except for Tom Cruise, he's, he's the one actual. He's like the real, the real shit. Everyone else is faking it. Also, please remember, Danny Masterson is a rapist and a piece Got of it. shit. Don't know why you brought that up, but okay, because he's a Scientologist. Um, and Scientology covered up his raping. Because Scientology is gross. Metallica. Um, Dude, but seriously, that Limp Bizkit song went hard. Like that song was better than this entire movie, like by far. By far. That so in in the lore, they always bring up, hey, what movie? What that when the trailers debuted, and you want you guys want to take a guess on what movie it was debuted in front of? Nineteen ninety nine. I'll give you nineteen ninety nine. I don't know movies that way. Okay, uh, Pokemon, the first movie, Mewtwo Strikes Back. So when those kids were getting hot and heavy for Pokemon, this trailer popped up for them. Dude, that fucking movie, though, that Pokemon movie, more emotional than any moment of this Mission Impossible 2 movie. <laughs> that fucking moment where Ash dies, that's fucking some heavy shit, bro. But then Mewtwo brings them back because Mewtwo's a fucking, like, just crazy OP Pokemon. <laughs> God, that's a good movie. You know what else is a good Pokemon movie? The Pikachu Detective movie. Detective Pikachu movie. Oh, yeah. It was lovely. It was delightful. Uh, The actor that played played Dracula in Blade Trinity, Dominic Purcell, was in this movie. Where? No idea, but he's in it. He's one of the... I don't want to know. (laughs) I think he was one of the henchmen. Yeah, I think he was one of the henchmen for... uh, so this would have just been like his early career, like where he yeah. hadn't like jumped off yet. Yeah, done not yeah. Uh 
Remember when Vin Rames said that he's pissed off and he's not going to take it anymore, and then he just shot the trunk of a car and it didn't affect the car at all? That yeah. was funny. It's, it's, it's that funny thing of like, hey, Vin, what Vin, what did you do in the... Let's, you know, you're becoming a bigger star now. Let's make an ac- action sequence for you. We got it. Someone's going to put a bomb on your van. Here, You're going to get caught, and then you're going to barely make it out. That's all I got. Yep. Okay. Don't forget, he also gets to get winded by running through the fucking horse place. Yeah. I will say I did not. The the bad guy's henchman was too henchman me. Oh, the one who like wanted to got his finger female lead. Yeah, the one the guy's like his uh, pinky snipped with the cigar cutter. I love how that whole bit was set up just so that he could figure out that he'd shot not Tom Cruise. That like they came up with that idea of like, oh, he'll have like some sort of wound, and that's how he'll know that he yeah. didn't kill Tom Cruise. Oh, I know. We'll just let the crazy guy chip like cut off the tip of his finger, and he's totally not gonna be upset about it and not like leave because of it. Again, with the mask, do you just have in your back pocket? Well, like, obviously he had that plan the entire time. I was say, did he have that plan? Like, hey, I got an I got an idea. I mean, that guy's going to chase me. I'm going to knock him out, and then yeah, I'm going to use him. That's a good thing to bring up. Though. That his plan seemed a lot of like just kind of shooting from the shooting from the hip. <laughs> like it wasn't like it wasn't very, out like, enough to have a mask of himself. Like, why yeah. would Tom Cruise need a mask of himself? Hey, I, if Tom Cruise would take the mask off and show that it was himself, uh, it's like the old Sting gif. I'll be all for it. That would be oh, pretty funny. But it has to be a shitty Tom. It'd have to be the like yeah. fucking just like plastic Tom Cruise face. That's like video game logic. It's just like an inventory item that he has. Like, yeah. oh, in, like he in just case found I it in to. the building while he was going yeah, around. Yeah. It's just it was, like yeah, one, it was of the, and spinning. one of the choices that you can find. <laughs> You hit select on the controller, and it's like, do you want to use this weapon now? Do you want to use this yeah. weapon now? What it's do you like want? One to of those use? items that you can only find because you bought the like companion magazine that went <laughs> yeah. with your game. That yep. was a microtransaction. <laughs> yep. If you if you if you pre-ordered the game, you would have got the yeah. free Tom Cruise mask for free. <laughs> Plus, Tom Cruise's look from the first Mission Impossible. The the original the score was com- the original score was composed by Hans Zimmer. Mm-hmm. But they didn't use it, or just this is one nope. of Hans Zimmer's low points in life. Uh, I have probably a low point. Then Hans Zimmer sits up late at night, going, "What? Why did I do so much cocaine for that?" <laughs> well, it like wasn't. It was only a couple of points, and the music stuck out as bad. It was mostly just unnoticeable and like <laughs> it just felt like it didn't go with so many scenes yeah. like so much of the audio with scenes felt so mm-hmm. out of place musically it also was just very naughty it's like da 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 calm down we don't need to go that hard on the mission impossible soundtrack or hear me <laughs> out for limp biscuit yes well i mean limp biscuit is fine but when you you're, you're doing it so often throughout the movie like it was too much. It was too much. I'm a little upset they chickened out and they didn't play any of the dumb, or sorry, awesome rap verses from that. So I didn't. <laughs> who are you? <laughs> hey, who who's under that mask? 
But like, I just like the idea of Fred Durst coming up with raps for Mission Impossible. That song is so good. <laughs> also, if this is going to be a peak Naughties film, why wasn't Fred Durst in it at some point helping Tom Cruise? Like, what? It, doesn't he need to be in the film? Like, isn't that how we did Naughties films with like fucking so it, musicians? If you guys ever assign me a mission that I am to uh, accept or deny, uh, can you please make it in a red Yankees cap and have the red Yankees cap blow up when I'm done with it? Yeah, yeah. Just blows off the back of your head. Well, <laughs> so uh, uh, this was nominated for. Is it? Is this an Oscar-nominated film for a Razzie? For two Razzies. Nice. Um, let me double check. Make sure it wasn't nominated for any awards besides the Razzies. Yes, just the Razzies. Um, it was nominated for. Uh, where is he? Worst Supporting Actress. Nice. And Worst Remake or Sequel. And it did not win that Razzie. She won't take this film. I will be honest. She was pretty bad. Yep. Um, the Worst Remake or Sequel award went to a franchise that we've done here. Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2. <laughs> What? How dare they? I would watch that before I'd watch Mission Impossible yep. 2 again. That movie has um, a personality. <laughs> okay. I, I want to I want to you wanna I'm surprised it wasn't I, I, I wanna know what I wanna know what score I gave Book of Shadows too, so I can make sure not to give this one a better one. <laughs> That's gonna be your question this time. Uh can you tell me what my book of shadows score is? <laughs> uh so the Razzies this year. Worst picture went to Battlefield Earth. Oh, that was a, that was a famous movie. Yep, as John Travolta won best, uh, won worst actor. Barry Pepper won worst supporting actor. Kelly Preston, Barry who was Pepper in the was movie, in. worst actress. Worst screen couple was John Travolta and anyone on the screen. Jesus Christ! It lost uh, worst screenplay and worst director. It had eight nominations and it. Won everyone, but two. Worst actress went to Madonna, and it <laughs> lost. What was Madonna the, in? A movie called The Next Best Thing. Oh, it's the it's a rom com she did with a uh, Rupert Everett coming off of um my best friend's wedding. But yes. Mission Impossible 2. Uh, Keith, anything from one Mr. Uh, Ebert? Yeah, a, a very alive Roger Ebert reviewed this movie. And also very funny, on the RogerEbert.com website, this has a may contain spoilers warning on it, on the review, which kind of cracks me up. But I could not, I'm trying to, I was been trying my damnedest to finding a, a little reading series bit for us, but he loved it. He gave it three out of four stars. What the fuck? Which is, it's so weird. Usually, usually Ebert kind of nails it in my mind, but I'll, I'll just read the opening. If James Bond is still around at the end of the 21st century, century, he will look a lot like Ethan Hunt. The hero of Mission Impossible series is a 007 for our time. He got paid to say that. Tom, oh, Cruise, I wonder, Tom Cruise paid him to say that. Although I wonder if... If uh, Pierce Brosnan had started making his bad ones yet, because his first few were pretty good. 
I mean, I thought they were all considered bad after Goldeneye. Don't get me wrong. I love Pierce Brosnan. He is a fantastic James Bond. But like, he didn't make a lot of good James Bond movies. The one with the news is pretty rad. But Tomorrow Never Dies, I like that one. Yeah, but people don't really like that one. That's like one of the least liked ones. No, whatever. (laughs) It ended up being like pretty on the nose and pretty like well done. But like people didn't like that one. And then people (laughs) really hate the Halle Berry one. Oh, that one's cringe. Halle Berry. Halle Berry. Berry. God, I could watch some swordfish right now. Um, <laughs> this movie was the highest grossing movie in the year 2000. Yeah, that, that checks out. I think it was a, probably uh, a bad movie year. Because 99 was like flawless. Keith, I don't think you can base that on like, because I mean, movies that just make a ton of movies are like Transformers or fucking yeah. uh, Jurassic Worlds or so, so I'll, Avatars. I'll tell you that- I will tell you the top 10 after I do this part here. Budget for this movie was 125 million. That's a lot of money in 2000. Um 45 more than the original one. Uh gross for this domestically it got 215 million, internationally 330 uh, well, some change. It's different on what I got here. However, overall 549 million. Worldwide, that's, that's a lot of money for that movie. Yes, so making that the number one movie in the year two thousand. Coming in number ten in two thousand was What Lies Beneath. Harrison Ford, Michelle Pfeiffer. That's not the movie I thought it was. I think it's Harrison. I'm Ford. thinking of The Hills Have Eyes. Is it Harrison Ford? Yeah, I know this movie. <laughs> It is Harrison Ford. Hell yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, number nine is X-Men. Number is eight a is Superior Film. Number eight is The Perfect Storm. That is a superior yeah. film. Number seven is Meet the Parents. That is a superior film. Number six was How the Grinch Stole Christmas. That's a film. Number uh, five. <laughs> number five is Dinosaur. The live action computer, uh, computer animated Disney film. Oh, that oh yeah, no. That Somehow, bad. number four is what women want. That's the that Mel Gibson movie, isn't it? Yes, it is. And <laughs> Helen Hunt does rule. We could do that. They made a Did sequel to that. Dude, that sequel is unfucking watchable. <laughs> oh, I'm picking that next. Let's <laughs> oh, do it. No. Number three it was is like Castaway. On the floor, bad. <laughs> Castaway. And number four was. And number four was Gladiator. Number two, sorry. Damn. Damn, good year for films. And then Mission Impossible uh, 2 made the most. Um, yep. Okay. God, we uh, almost got a Gladiator 2. Have you? I think there I is. I forget who told me about it. It's happening. That's not what they're kind of. No, I'm talking about the original too. Gladiator 2 idea that they had, the, like where oh. he went to the future or something. Oh. Well, they're doing a Gladiator 2. So, like, what? how? Why they're doing they're doing one? It's legit. Like there is a official Gladiator two, and it has to deal with uh, Russell Crowe's son. Um, I guess it. Wait, I thought his family got killed. Wait, hang yeah, on, let, me, let hang on. Let me get to the sequel. In no world does this movie turn out good. <laughs> how did it, wait? What I thought the whole oh it's the just, then after being saved by Maximus and Gladiator Lucius the nephew. 
is now a grown man and it's his movie. Denzel Washington is going to be in it. Um, yeah, it's a legit movie. It's uh, being directed by Ridley Scott. Making a sweet callback to a film from 23 years ago. Is it being directed? No, produced. Oh, Ridley Scott's directing it. So, Jesus. So, they got a real person directing it. That's crazy. But, like, this is old Ridley Scott. Like, how old is Ridley Scott now? Uh, Pedro Pascal is going to be in the movie. Fuck, I'm I like gonna it. Put already. down $5. This movie never sees the light of day. It's happening. Dude, Pedro Pascal's in it. How can what, I in not like go watch Daddy? <laughs> Keith, I need you to back off. Do not disrespect anything Daddy is in. It, it It's scheduled <laughs> to be released November of next year. Yeah. We'll see. Well, son of a bitch. So. Um. Box office for May 26th to the 28th of the year 2000. Number 10 in its seventh week with 487 million, keeping the faith. Oh, we were doing the top 10. Yeah, what the hell are you saying? That, <laughs> that was box office overall. Oh, okay, I get it. Uh, number 10 was keeping the faith. Ben Stiller, Edward Norton movie. I saw that. <laughs> Number nine in its six week with $777,000. Love and basketball. Yeah, good film. Number eight in the 11th week with 800, uh, $861,000. Aaron Brockovich. Number seven in its fifth week with $1.2 I did a sick million. Aaron Brockovich reference at work the other day. Fantastic. <laughs> I bet that went the, over big with the people you work with. Yep. Number seven is the Flintstones <laughs> and Viva Rock Vegas. Oh, God, we should do the Flintstones. I just want to watch the original Flintstones. I don't know if I want to have to watch Vivo Rock Vegas. Uh, number six, and it's six week with 2.5 million, U571. That's a good film. I really like U571. Mm-hmm. That's a really good film. Uh, number five, and it's second week with 3 million, Small Time Crooks. It looks is a Woody Allen movie. Fuck Woody Allen. Fucking number pedophile. four, and it's second week with 10 million, Road Trip. Hell yeah, road Number trip. Number three in its fourth week with thirteen million, Gladiator. Number two in its first week with fifteen million dollars, Shanghai Noon. Hell was yeah. It, was this the year that uh, Shakespeare in Love beat Gladiator? This is one of. I mean, it had yeah, to be a, right. Oh no, that was saving. There's a really, really famous Best Picture snub. Around now, and I think it's either say it's either Saving Private Ryan or Gladiator. Got snubbed um, by Shakespeare in Love. <laughs> I don't know if anything will ever top the Oscars building around to give the best male actor award to um Chadwick Boseman to then have him not win the award and the show end just super awkwardly. <laughs> um, in the two th- um nineteen ninety nine. I think Gladiator did win. Hang on one second. I'm in 1999. Let me go to the 72nd. Look, clearly Mission out. Impossible 2 won. Yeah. The hearts of the populace. March 26, 2000. Uh, the winner of Best Picture was American Beauty. No, you'd want the 2001 one. Because okay, that would have been for the year 2000. Yeah, yeah. The year 2000, Gladiator did win. Yep, that's right. God, I, I think I think because maybe people thought traffic was going to win. That was also Ooh, that end. movie. Uh, best picture for this was Chocolate, Crouching Tiger, yep. Hidden Dragon, Aaron Brockovich, and Traffic. Dude, that's a pretty fucking baller list of movies. 
Crow won Best Actor over Javier Bardem, uh, Ed Harris, and Tom Hanks. It's crazy to think that Crow is an Oscar winner. For Nick Cage, actor. baby! Russell Crowe's often good. Yeah. <laughs> but he's have also seen... like Russell Crowe. Keith, have you seen his movie Rage? Yes. Yeah, okay. Loved it. He's good. Oh, He's yeah. good. He tries in it. He's actually like, yeah. pretty good at it. <laughs> uh, the ratings for this movie, IMDb gives us a 6.1 out of 10. Rotten Tomato, all critics gives us a 56. Top critics a 57. And the audience a 42. Before we glaze them, we're going to be ranking them as we're going to be doing the, uh, the Tommy. Best gadget, best impossible moment, action piece, and movie. So let's start off with the Tommy. Uh, for us, we for MI one, Ricky uh, did Tom stairs. Uh, me and Keith did pick the floppy disk. Uh, street magic. Now you see it, street magic. Yep. <laughs> so what do you guys want to call the Tommy for MI two? I mean, for me, it's got to be the free rock climb hanging spot. Like yeah. that's just fucking. Watch me just fucking grip this rock and face out at the world while I come on it. I want to give an honorable mention to the bathtub. Yeah. You put <laughs> you put me in this position, so nothing I can do here. Are we all just doing free rock? Yeah, I mean that's kind of the easy answer. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I don't want to have to think too hard about yeah, this. Exactly, movie. exactly. Well, you think um, too hard. We got best gadget as it's uh for us, MI1. Uh I picked the masks. Ricky picked the gum and Keith picked internet. I mean, it's got to be like the shitty, like fucking voice thing. Like they could just put a piece of tape across oh. their throat to make some talk like someone. Yeah. That's that's it for me. Voice improvement. Yeah. Keith, I'm going to do the, the vertical flying sandy gun that's able to go upwards. That's not a gadget. Though. That's like not a gadget. It. No, it was. A, it's a specific gun that when you kick it in the sand, it goes up. Keith's just making so, shit up. So Keith no, doesn't yeah, have yeah. one. That's my gadget. Uh, vertical, call it vertical gun. Nope, not do go and do that. You can make that your Tommy. You fucker. Fuck. Okay, the mask. There it is. <laughs> you want me to be fucking straight edge on this dumbass movie? <laughs> I would let I'm, him go, Keith. I thought it was funny. I'm calling it mask yeah. too. Why? Why did um, you put honest answers for this thing? That's silly. <laughs> Well, Gina Carano's uh, Twitter account still a part of the Fast and Furious. Uh, still one of our better villains. So. <laughs> best impossible moment. Uh, Ricky, you got exploding. Oh, from also, the Keith, that is what your best impossible moment is the gun kick, clearly. Yeah, there you go. And then Joe and Keith is totally <laughs> no, around. Uh, best impossible moment. I don't know. Fucking, there wasn't cool impossible stuff in this I'm film. saying the knife because it could have killed him. Um, the, the tacky motorcycle dance when the motorcycles are literally dancing with each other. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm going to make mine when he shoots at the gas cap on the car to make it explode. Oh, some like classic Grand Theft Auto 3 stuff. <laughs> it's like not that that's not how that shit works at all. It's not even yeah. where the gas tank is. That's just where the no, gas goes in. We watched Mythbusters. 
So we have uh, for movies Mission Impossible, the first one. I assume this won't go over two, and I could put it down low at the list, but I'll just keep it at number two. Oh, for movies, I want you yeah. to put on there that I'd rather watch the Limp Biscuit music video before I watch Mission Impossible Two again. You put the Limp Biscuit music video on that list and put it ahead of Mission Impossible Two. Put down the Sandy Vertical Gun is a better movie than this movie. <laughs> Anything above Mission Impossible 2. And Sandy Vertical Gun. We're going to have a, right a movie sequence of like seven movies, and yet somehow MI2 is 10th on the list of movies to rewatch. <laughs> All right. Let's glaze this movie. You want to glaze me? I know you want to glaze me. Why you want to glaze me? Yeah. This glaze is all the world has ever seen lately. Now you want to glaze me? <laughs> this glaze is all the thing the world's seen lately. Okay. Uh, as Ricky's Fire. dying, he, what do you want to give uh, Mission Impossible 2? He okay, gave Book to... of Shadows two and a quarter. Thanks. I'm gonna no, what the hell? Two stars. <laughs> Two stars, literally because of the parts that made me... I, this movie did make me laugh, so I, I gotta give it some points for that. I'd laughed pretty hard. I'm trying to remember a movie that you gave, like, a two just recently, and we're like, wait, really? Like Spider-Man. He gave Spider-Man two. Oh, Spider-Man, yeah. Well... Spider-Man one. Yeah, no. I think there was it, another movie. I'm trying to let me down. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I also give it a two. Like the first half of the movie's okay, but yeah, it just fucking goes off the fucking deep end for the last third. And then I'll give it a two as well to make it a fun uh, a baker's dozen. Yep, that's, that's a baker's dozen. That's not okay. Sure, yep. uh, baker's dozen. There it is. Um, <laughs> one baker's dozen. So, if everyone can do their math correctly, we all gave it a two. So that means Mission Impossible Two came in at two sand baker's kicks. dozen. Yeah, two sand kicks and a whiff. <laughs> I hate my life. Yeah, two sand kicks. Yeah, and, and a, a baker's dozen is what and it and came a baker's, in. As a baker's dozen. Good eye, Mike. What's the what's the, what's the what's the Molly Shannon and a kick? Oh, it's the, the um, and the, I kick. She's the she's the thespian uh, teacher, no. the actress. Yeah, no, she's like the at, proud. I'm 50 years old, and I kick. Yeah, but yeah. she's an act, but she's a teacher. That's the that's what oh, she. That's okay. the character. Keith, don't ever question Joe on SNL. He will be right a near thousand percent of the time. Yeah, she wears all red and like spanks and stuff. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, she's a th- like a, a teacher, and she's I'm fifty, and I, you know. Well, anyway, she was in a movie recently that I want to watch, and I can't remember what movie it was now. She plays a mom. Uh, she's in the movie with um Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh. Yeah, that's French. Um, for. Florence, it's... fuck Olivia Wilde. I fucking hate that cunt. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but she was just recently in. Uh, where are you? A a good no, a good per- person. 
Yeah, yeah that's a what good it is. person. That's yeah, a, I, that's on my list of films to watch for this year. She's also in Hotel Transylvania Four. I'll leave that be. We pre-glazed this at this. Keith, you tried it. You pre-glazed two out of three and a quarter. I oh, did yeah. three. Rick did two. So he it matched his glaze. I finally <laughs> nailed one. <laughs> it matched my glaze. So let's pre-glaze for Mission Impossible Three. I think it's bad that I don't know this film. I don't remember this film at fucking all. I don't either. I don't. I don't remember any moments. So I don't I either. Never seen it. Three. I mean, oh, I've wow. seen that. I've seen them all. I don't remember this film. I think I've seen least. it twice. <laughs> I'm gonna say three. It's just it's gonna be an action movie. Because this is still not where it gets good, right? It's Ghost Particle where it starts to get good again. Although I'm a little worried that. I'm starting to get this worry that like four and five aren't going to be that great. Just all Mission Impossibles are fucking trash. And we well, just no, because refuse I know to think of it any other way. The last few are dope. I know that. <laughs> There's only six. The newest one's seven. So four and five are bad. Uh, all right. I'm going to give three. Uh, three. All right. I'll do a three just because, you know, I haven't seen it. But I, I, I since, since the glaze is locked in. I don't like I just, it when we all glaze the same. That's, you it know, feels gross to me. You know, we, we, we just hang around each other and just glaze a lot. But I, since it's locked in, I can't wait because we're going to uh, one of Ricky's favorite directors. I know, it's J.J. fucking Abrams. There it is. Yeah. Everybody's going to see some lens flare, baby. There's going to be a bunch of fucking lens flare. He's going to fucking dun, dun, dun. have lens, not seen lens, any flare. of the lens previous flares. Mission Impossibles or care about their lens fucking flares. canon at all. Lens flares. Lens, lens flares. He's going to think that he just knows better than everyone. And it's going to just. Love J.J. Abrams. Flares. He's super good at what he does and not in all ways a hack. So, yes, coming here next week on Fake Movie Experts, Mission Impossible 3. You can go to nosellentainment.com. That's right, nosellentainment.com, where you can find all the things we do for you. You can find us all on the social medias, on the Facebook, Twitter, and the Instagram at Noso Entertainment or Noso E-N-T. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. 